Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, October 29th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill. He wants to help you live a better life through improved dental health. Allow him to do that. Make the call. 317-849-2933. I've been a patient there for 27 years. I heartily endorse today's dentistry. Let's talk about Philip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts. He spoke to the media yesterday. Philip Rivers did. So did Frank Reich, Justin Houston. I like talking to Philip Rivers. I asked him what he remembered about last year's Chargers game in Detroit against, against Matt Patricia's defense. If he had learned anything from that game that maybe they could use on Sunday, he said what he remembered is being able to move the ball very well between the 20s, but having a lot of trouble in the, in the red zone absolutely the truth. The Chargers lost that game 13-10. to Phillip Rivers in that game 21-36 of for 293. No touchdowns and one interception. Can't have that kind of lack of productivity. Sunday in Detroit. Michael Pittman may be back. He wasn't on the injury report yesterday. They say he may be healthy enough to play. Darius Leonard was limited in practice yesterday along with Ryan Kelly. They hope both are going to be available on Sunday. Mo Alley Cox, the only Colt who is rostered, who is on the injured list yesterday, is being not able to participate. So there you go. By the way, speaking of Philip Rivers, an absolutely terrific piece in The Athletic written by Zach Kiefer that kind of goes through a lot of people's memories, former teammates from high school, from the Chargers, uh, coaches that he had in high school and in college, some really good anecdotes about Philip Rivers and his enthusiasm, which is very infectious for the game of football, the way opponents loathe him, and the way teammates absolutely adore him. Um, a win's critical on Sunday. You're 4-2 right now. You've got to get to 5-2 and two because as we talk about every single damn day, we talk about the gauntlet of opponents that exist later in November. Once you get past the Lions, you got the Titans, or the Ravens, then the Titans, then the Packers, then the Titans again. You're either going to win or lose the AFC South based upon what you do these next five games. And the only one that you're going to be favored in is this game against the Lions on Sunday. And even at that, you're only favored by three points. Two and a half points, some books, depends on who you bet with. Uh, In the NBA, it, it seems as though Victor Oladipo wants to stay. But here's the caveat. He wants to sign a max deal with the Pacers. And right now, the the Pacers are like, we don't know whether you're healthy. So why are we going to sign you to a max deal and commit ourselves to spending all that guaranteed money for a long period of time when we don't know exactly how productive you're going to be able to be? So the Pacers, according to reports, are shopping Vic around a little bit. There have been conversations with Milwaukee Bucks about a trade that involves Victor Oladipo. Again, according to reports, people inside the NBA are saying this. It's not necessarily coming from the Pacers, and I don't think it's coming from the Pacers at all because the Pacers are tight-lipped. Look at the coaching search. As people like Woj and Shams and all these guys are talking about who the Pacers are targeting, and Chris Finch is the favorite, and look, you've got this guy and that guy and D'Antoni and whomever. Who did it wind up being? Nate Bjorkren, who is not mentioned by anybody as a favorite for the position. So 
There you go. And as far as I keep getting this question, was this the cheap hire or the right hire? You know what? You can check both boxes, right? It was definitely a cheap hire. You're not going to have to pay Nate Bjorkren to come to Indiana and be your head coach at the same level you're going to have to pay Chauncey Billups or Mike D'Antoni, right? However, you know what? He might be exactly the right guy. Nick Nurse was also a, a cheap guy when he took the head coaching job with Toronto, also wound up being the right guy. Eric Spolstra was cheap when they hired him to be the Heat's head coach. You know what? Right guy. Eventually, the right guy gets paid. But in the beginning, when he gets his first job, you don't have to pay him that much. How about Phil Jackson took over for Doug Collins back in the late 80s as the head coach of the Bulls, right? You know what? At the time, cheap option. Wasn't a cheap option later. Uh, We'll see what what Oladipo does. NBA revenue dropped 10%. uh, If the NBA followed the salary cap model that it has established previously, the salary cap would crash to about $90 million, which would be catastrophic for the league and for free agents. Nobody would have any money with which to sign free agents. You can't, you can't drop the salary cap by $19 million. They think it's going to actually wind up at about $109 million with a luxury tax somewhere about $130. That's kind of, you know, uh, for NBA wonks who want to know about that kind of stuff, there it is. Uh, the bubble recouped $1.5 billion for the NBA. It cost $190 million, which I frankly don't understand. What do you got? You got ballrooms, right? You got the courts. You got some video boards. You got buses to shuttle guys back and forth from the hotel to the ballroom to play. And you got the cost of the hotel rooms. Where's $190 million, for God's sake? Where are you spending all this money? I could come in, I guarantee you that I could figure out a way to do it for a hell of a lot less than that. This is like putting on an AAU tournament with cameras. What are you doing? $190 million. Good Lord. And it seems like a bargain because they recouped $1.5 billion. Good for them. Hey, by the way, speaking of the NBA, Dan Burke going to the Philadelphia 76ers as an assistant coach. Uh, he's going to be missed. 23 years as an assistant with the Pacers, an absolutely terrific guy, a, a, a guy who looked completely at home and happy in a gym. I never saw him anywhere else in Indiana, right? He's lived in Indianapolis for the last 23 years. I've never seen him anywhere other than on a basketball court. And on a basketball court, it seemed like he was always completely happy. Uh, always in shorts and a t-shirt, looking kind of a wreck, like he just got out of bed. He he is not about, um, you know, what he looks like. <laughs> you know, that's not Dan Burke. Dan Burke's just a basketball lifer and a wonderful guy and a great guy to talk hoops with. Um, for those who never got a chance to do that, I feel bad for him because he was just wonderful, man. You, you ask him a good question, you got about three minutes of real bas- basketball wisdom. Uh, terrible Thursday night football matchup tonight. It's Atlanta at Charlotte, or at Carolina in Charlotte. That's just awful. The Falcons and the Panthers, my God. Falcons have won one game. Panthers, uh, not good either. Panthers are two-and-a-half-point favorite. This is for degenerate gamblers only. 
You have no idea how this game's going to play out, as is the case with almost all Falcons games. You know they're good enough to win. They just rarely do. Um, the Gavit games have been canceled. That's the annual kind of uh, couple-night-long thing where Big Ten teams in college basketball take on Big East teams canceled because of COVID. Uh, Wisconsin-Nebraska canceled because of COVID. A lot of, uh, a lot of positive tests with Wisconsin, they've shut things down, and and we'll uh, we'll try to get things rebooted for next week. We'll see if that's possible. Uh, the World Series ratings dropped thirty two percent. Their TV ratings thirty two percent down from their previous all time low. That is that is awful for Major League Baseball, and and it's not just hey it's election season. Hey, it's, you know, this is traditionally, this was when the World Series is played. So this isn't like the NBA Finals being transported into, you know, late September, early October. This is traditional baseball time for the Fall Classic, right? And still, 32% off. And yeah, I don't think it was all the other stuff. And I don't think COVID had a whole lot to do with it. What I think it is is baseball has just become so plodding in its pace of play that it's almost impossible to watch a game from start to finish. I mean, if you start watching a game, especially a World Series game, where they're going to the pen like eight times each team, right? You're, you're just, it's mind-numbing, for God's sake. And everybody going to full counts, nobody putting a ball in play early. Just really, really hard to watch. Guys taking 15, 16, 17 seconds between pitches and running a full count. It's just impossible. And, and so baseball, through the use of analytics and through an absolute desire to maximize strikeouts from a pitching perspective and from a hitting perspective to hit the ball out of the park instead of simply put the ball in play, what you've done is you have stretched what used to be a two-and-a-half-hour comfortable watch into about a three-hour and ten-minute slog fest, a marathon where it just seems like it's never going to end. Can't have it. Baseball is authoring its own demise, and Rob Manfred needs to, needs to do something about it. I don't know if it's a rule thing, whatever it is. Maybe they just need to change your perspective and say, you know what, I'm throwing strikes. What I would do is I'd reduce the count for a walk. I'd take it down to three balls. Let's get guys throwing strikes right out of the gate. Enough with the nibbling, for God's sake. Enough going 0-2, John Lester. And then throwing three low and away, trying to get a guy to bite, and then attacking once you've run him full. And in the meantime, a minute of my life is gone as you predictably go low and away. Anyway, Trey Coffin tomorrow, he's going to decide where he's going to go to college. I talk about it every day because it amuses me as much as it informs you, all right? And look, he's a high school kid. He's got to figure out where he's going to go to college. He's going to tell us where he's going to go to college. I care not a bit whether he goes to Indiana, Purdue, uh, North Carolina, or Virginia, despite the fact that I know where his finalists are. You know what I mean? Obviously, maybe I care a little bit more than I'm letting on, right? But, like, there are kids who live across the street from us. I don't know where they're going to college. I know those kids. You know, you know what I mean? 
Like, here's a guy going to Silver Creek High School down in Scottsburg, and what, or Sellersburg, wherever. I don't know. He goes to IU, good for him. He goes to Purdue, good for him. He goes to Virginia, he's dead to me. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? He, his rankings are really weird, and this tells you a lot about rankings. On ESPN.com, he's ranked in the 70s in the 2021 class. And at 247sports.com, I think he's just inside the top 40. People don't know. You have no idea the rankings, man. Oh, he's ranked 102nd. Well, does that make him worse than the guy who's ranked 90th? No. They have no idea, please. Uh, let's celebrate some birthdays. Like I said, the great Doc Holliday, Steve Holliday's celebrating a birthday. Uh, Brian Gentry, happy birthday. Robert Garcia, Mary Beth Schneider, happy birthday. Uh, Greg Hepner, happy birthday. Teresa Moody, happy birthday. Terry Elizabeth, Christy Willard, and Brenda Brown, happy birthday. I miss Brenda Brown. She brings a lot of energy into a radio sales office. William Apple, happy birthday. George Grant, Francis Noel, happy birthday. Sheila Phelps. Lenny Bronstein, Ralph Sindrich, happy birthday. Uh, Kaylor Hoff and Peter Thiel, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is best done with an honest and specific compliment. The weather outside is frightful. We're going to get two inches of rain today. That's way too much. But who am I complaining to? Why am I bitching? If, if, I, if you live in Louisiana, you're bitching about the weather, right? Yeah, no kidding, Russ. Uh, Notre Dame uh, against Georgia Tech this weekend. They're going to walk all over Georgia Tech, right? But next weekend, they got Clemson. And that's going to be a hell of a game. That's, and by the way, yesterday afternoon uh, on uh, Inside Indiana Sports Now, I spent a lot of time talking about Trevor Lawrence, who I think is really, really smart to give thought to staying in college for a fourth year. Because you know what? You get to go to college once. You're going to make your millions of dollars. It, it, the millions of dollars are going to come. But college is a special time, and hurrying your way through it, not necessarily the smartest place. So good for Trevor Lawrence, at least giving some consideration to staying in college for that beautiful senior year. Uh, Inside Indiana Sports now coming this afternoon at about 2 o'clock. Cannot wait to talk to you then, as always.